0: welcome to burn built made episode eight burn built made where we discuss uh, the uh up and comingness of um of makership though that was really eloquent i realized um so today i want to talk about forge equipment acquisition um and i've made myself a bunch of notes but i'm not going to look at them because i already tried to record this once and i'll tell you what i can't do formulas um I can't do uh, scripts. Um, it has to be organic. Otherwise, um, I get all kinds of locked up. And um, So here we are. It's November. No, it's December. It's December 2nd or 3rd, uh, 2019. And I began collecting forge equipment last January. Or this this past January. 11 months or so. And the first piece of equipment that I collected, I think I had been watching... I'm going to back up a little bit here. I think I had been watching a lot of uh, Jimmy Duresta's... Stories and his friends' stories from um, his first, or some of his first blacksmith classes that he held at his farmhouse. And that really got me interested in, in the, the art and the, the, the skill of using the forge um, to make tools. I also fell in love with uh, Zach Herberholtz's hammers. He does a really nice job. I think he cares a lot for his craft. Um, and for the product uh, and for the quality of the product and it's nice it's like uh, the hammers are pretty but they're no bs like uh, you can tell by the way he makes the handles straight and narrow none of this weird shapeliness so uh back this past january uh 11 months ago i was i don't know if trolling is the right word but kind of if you were fishing you'd be trolling for fish if you just have a line out while you're driving along. So I was trolling antique shops for forge equipment, uh, for blacksmithing equipment. And there's 2 largish antique shops that I frequent. Uh, one is in Vermont and one is on the way to, uh, to where my extended family is in New York and where my shop is in New York. Um, so I stopped by these places probably twice a month, and the one on the way to my shop, they had, I think, two or three anvils at one point. And I, I got all kinds of excited, and I know I uh, I messaged C uh, C Make, and I was like, dude, I know you're looking for equipment. Here, here's some forges. Uh, unfortunately, they were in the five to six hundred dollar range, which is kind of a lot. I they weren't forges, they were anvils. It was kind of a lot, and I thought about it, and I didn't wanna I didn't wanna spend the money on those at that at that point. But January fifth, I found a leg vise at the antique shop up here in Vermont. It's nearish Burlington. And you know, it's this old, they, they still had like all their holiday decorations up in the antique shop. And it's this old, it's not a barn, but it's similar to a barn on the inside. It might be a uh, post and beam. And you, as you walk through, it's a second floor building. You walk through and the floor just creaks everywhere you are, which is probably good for their uh, loss prevention department. I say department, it's usually one dude who runs the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> but walking through, and the floor is squeaking, and there in the corner is a beautiful leg vise next to a little tiny anvil, and uh, I took the leg vise out, and I examined it. It has a tiny crack, uh, maybe three-eighths of an inch long, in a spot that is not consequential as far as I'm concerned. I plan on fixing that crack. Um, Little tiny crack and, uh, missing the spring between the two jaws of the vise. But other than that, it was in good shape, and the threads on the screw were exceptional, like, fully there as if it had not been used, which seems odd to me. I would assume that it is an old vise, but it was not misused, I would would think. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, a leg vise is about maybe two and a half, three feet tall, um, and it is metal all the way to the ground. So uh, you can hammer on it, and the uh, vibrations go, uh, they're, they're supported like, a, like an anvil. Um, and then the screw is set up in such a way that it is very quick to open and close the vise. So you've got hot metal, you come out of the fire, and it doesn't take many rotations of that screw to open the vice up and close it up again, which is optimal for forging. Uh, so I bought that. Um, they knocked 10% off and I got it for $143. Uh, I picked that up and I brought it to the shop that I use and I stored it uh, because I knew that forging was something that I was interested in and it seems like it would be pretty easy to resell a nice leg vice. So the second thing uh, that I bought was about a month later in February, 2019, this same antique shop in Vermont was having their winter sale uh, and a lot of things were deeply discounted there was an anvil there that I had been keeping an eye on a full-size anvil with a full-size hardy hole uh, which holds extra tools that you're pounding on and uh, it was listed for 450. fortunately during this winter sale the uh, booth antique collector whose booth it was whose anvil it was was there and was willing to negotiate so I I took advantage of the sale itself and I um, he threw in some tongs and a hammer for me, and I walked away with the anvil for $370. Which, um, I think I took the Jimmy Duresta route, I put that on a credit card, and I paid it off. So that was February. The third thing, and I kind of lumped this in, but um, I picked up a couple pairs of tongs. And uh, one was $10 from a garage sale, and the other was $12 from a different antique shop. And uh, so, three pairs of tongs now. I think I've seen... A lot more than three pairs of tongs especially at garage sales and pass them by because they were listed at too high of a price like I'm not gonna spend 20 bucks for a pair of tongs the metal does not cost that much and a lot of them were in poor shape I remember at this uh, this garage sale there was a set of tongs uh, for 25 bucks and uh, the guys running the sale said to me well you know whoever made those tongs knew what he was doing because uh, look at that little curl motif at the bottom of each handle Uh, You know, those are some really fancy tongs. Um, But they were lousy. They didn't fit together well. They rattled. They were rusty. Like, uh, you have to pick your battles, and you have to to, uh, just just wait. Another nice set of tongs will come along. So I picked up those two pairs of tongs. $10, $12. And now, here we are, November. Went to the maker's camp in October. Caught that bug again, for sure. And I've talked about that on a previous episode with uh, with my cousin Jeremy. So I was on Craigslist once in a blue moon, and someone had listed a Buffalo Forge for $100. And it included the hand crank blower that went with it. So I messaged the guy and drove up to uh, northern Vermont and took a look at this. And in the Craigslist photos, the blower was sitting in the pan of the forge. I wasn't able to see the the fire pot, and it turns out that it has no fire pot. It's just uh, the same thickness of metal across the entire pan of the forge. The entire surface uh, appears to be the same, and then in the center, there's the blower. So one of the things that I am confused about still, and I need to do some more research, um, is that you can melt metal in a forge but forges are made of metal and somehow survive. And I must conclude that um, the updraft, uh, the forced air updraft is strong enough to keep things, to keep the forge intact. I realize that a lot of these firepots in traditional coal forges are cast iron and very, very thick cast iron at that. Um, this Buffalo forge is not like that. It's thinner and I have some concerns about how it works, <laughs> how it stays intact while being used, however, I picked that up, tossed it on the roof of the Forerunner, which was easier said than done, and uh, drove back, dropped that off in New York uh, near the shop that I use. So all in, the leg vice was 143 the anvil was 371 tongs were $10, 12 and free, and, uh, and the forge was $100. So all in, uh, I'm at $636. Now, Andrew Alexander at Blacksmith Tools on Instagram, just listed a couple days ago, a blacksmithing starter kit. And he had a blower on a stand, an anvil on a stand, a coal forge, and maybe 100 pounds of coal, along with a Brent Bailey hammer. And there must have been a pair of tongs in there. And he listed this for, I don't know, 1650 So by collecting the same kind of items over the course of a year, I saved about $1,000. I can assume. Uh, plus shipping. So maybe $1,500. However, however, I have yet to test the durability of the forge, but I'm hoping to do that over December holiday time if, uh, if I can get Christmas presents under control. Yeah. So I think I'm going to leave this here. It's a pretty, uh, It's a pretty narrowed-in episode, but really I just wanted to let people know starter kits are one option. Collecting equipment over time is another option. Making friends with people who have extra equipment may be another option. I know on Craigslist I've seen uh, folks who are getting out of blacksmithing, usually older guys who unfortunately aren't able to continue uh, selling their entire setup so there's a lot of options out there and this is just the way that i did it was collecting piece by piece um, but definitely antique shops garage sales craigslist maybe even facebook marketplace and the guy that i got the forge from was a farrier so maybe go talk to your local farrier you know find some horse barns find out who they get their horseshoes through and uh, just talk to the farrier and find out if if they have any extra equipment lying around that they just want to make a buck um, or, uh, if I had the gumption, I would go out and just ask, uh, if I could apprentice with a farrier perhaps, uh, because, uh, you know, that's the way, that's the way you make connections and that's the way you learn things is, uh, just find someone with more knowledge and experience than you have and, uh, and see if they're willing to share it or go out and fumble around on your own. You know, <laughs> you have options. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to wrap it up here and, uh, See if we can't cut this down to under uh, fifteen minutes. Thanks for listening to episode eight, and uh, I hope your forge equipment acquisition goes smoothly. Also, I just wanted to um, I just wanted to quickly shout out Justin Dietrich, uh, Tracy Chevron, and Kathrina Nellis for their recent uh, their first few episodes of Obey the Grain podcast. Um, The sound quality is a little rough, but Hot Damn, their uh, content is A+. They're not very old, but they are full of wisdom. And, uh, and I think you would do well to go uh, to go check out Obey the Grain podcast. Uh, they are now on Apple Podcasts. And uh, Justin is a woodshop teacher. And uh, Tracy and Katrina are uh, professional bowl, spoon, handle, all things small, wooden utensil tool makers. So yeah, go give them a follow. And um, I will catch you on the next one. As you know by now, my bumper music can be found through Ampletunes.com. It's a project of uh, Zach Herberholtz, CH Fabrications. Um, and uh, go donate to their Patreon, because uh, I feel like I'm one of the few people who does. And uh, the more Patreons they have, the more great bumper music they can make for uh, small-time podcasters like me. And maybe like you. Thanks, guys.